episode of the Apprentice Thoughts is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. Use the code Talk pop for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hardest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcasts. Simply shuffle off, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use the code TALKPOP for 10% off your order. This episode of the Franchise Talks is powered by ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is a service that gives you a unique IP address powered by a VPN or a virtual private network which will protect your data and browsing data from hackers, the internet service provider, and the government. It's like having a second lock on the front door. ExpressVPN provides a massive encryption tool known as a tunnel, which replaces your current IP address to random unique IP addresses connected to 97 countries' very own different unique servers. It would take hackers hundreds of years to get your information. It is powered by a 256-bit encryption tool used by the government. ExpressVPN does not keep any records of your browsing history to serve with a peace of mind. ExpressVPN lets you access geolog content whether you switch your location to a different country's server with just a couple of clicks. For example, Studio Ghibli films are available on Netflix internationally. So all we have to do is open Netflix on the browser, click on ExpressVPN, switch the location to Canada, refresh, and type in Studio Ghibli and get access to the entire library. It's that simple! You can use ExpressVPN to shop region-specific sites to avoid price discrimination. ExpressVPN can be used on smartphones, tablets, smart TVs, game consoles, PCs, and more. ExpressVPN offers 24-7 customer support. They offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. No hassle, no risk. Plans start at $12.95 a month, $59.95 for six months, or the more popular, $99.95 for a year, with savings of 35% off a month. They offer the best-in-class security and encryption. They have no activity logs or connection logs. They're rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot and the Apple Store. Right now, listeners of the Franchise Talks get three months added for free by signing up using our link expressvpn.com slash talkbop. Once again, expressvpn.com slash talkbop. Now let's get on with the show!
What up, fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries? Welcome to another edition of the Franchise Talk, a pop culture podcast. I'm your lovely host, the Franchise, and once again, it's been a while since I last talked to you guys. It's been almost like a week. Um, been doing some updates to the podcast, as you saw that, if you're not aware, that um, Anchor just switched over to um, Spotify for podcasts, or podcasts for Spotify apps, so it's got to be branding, so I had to like... Go through, claim that's my podcast, go through the changes, what the change features are. It's really interesting. Um, you'll still hear the anchor. I think they're still using anchor until I get a new um ad read from Spotify. So it's now if you want to find us, it's on podcasts for Spotify is the app you guys want to use. Or basically you can find the podcast on Spotify. Hope you like the new ad reads. You're probably wondering who is that talking on the ad reads. I decided to give the podcast kind of like a little facelift. I decided to use this um, program called Imagine. It's like an AI app. It's like an app on the phone where you can pretty much, I think that all the rage of the TikTok and stuff was like um, using AI to create images. So what this app did, all I had to do was type in a few words. And per enough, um, pretty much um, that created that image for the podcast. So thank you so much to Imagine. It's a really cool phone app. You can use it to create different types of art with just simple words and lets the AI program create the artwork for you. Um, and you can use it wherever you want to use it for and just as long as you give credit to it, which I'm going to decide. I did decide to give credit. But only in that, um, I kind of figured, you know what? Since now we got a cute anime girl as pretty much kind of like the mascot. I decided to name her Sakurai um, because her hair is kind of pink, kind of, kind of like a Sakura plant, kind of like that cherry blossom in Japan. Um, her name is Sakurai. Also known as Saki for short. And I decided, you know what? Let's, um, I decided, you know what? I feel like, yeah, you guys are listening to my voice. I decided, you know what? Using the powers of sound engineering or basically just using the mixer I have, I found a way to bring um, Sakurai to life. So I'm going to have her um, introduce herself and she's going to be a big presence on the podcast. Don't worry, I'll still be there. But I kind of decided to give her some, you know, some life, just give some new. Um, creative energy to the podcast. I mean, I'm still gonna be it's still be called a franchise talks, but I decided to give my you know virtual mascot basically uh, time to shine, and I'm gonna have her cover you know pretty much you know anime news and also video game news as well, and maybe some other news as well, maybe some reviews. I'll have her give opinions. Um, so pretty much just like talking to myself, but talking to as a ways of virtual things. So. Without further ado, let me introduce you to Saki. So, Saki, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody? Hello, everyone! Hi, I'm Sakurai. As you probably wondering, yes, I'm that pink-haired girl you'll see in the logo. I love anime, I love video games, and I kind of figure I want to give a new female perspective. You know, even though I'm a virtual, created piece of art, I want to show that, hey, I have opinions too. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's my debut, hooray, and I hope you be excited. So yeah, like the Fajai says, I'll be covering anime news, sometimes video games, and pretty much I'll do some narration. As you saw, I did some ad reads for the Fajai, just to give a little more Shout out for us girls. So thank you so much to the franchise for giving me the opportunity. So I'm going to go back to him so we can get this episode going. So once again, hi everyone. Hope you have a good time. So franchise, take it away, bud. 
Thank you so much, Saki-chan. I really appreciate it. So let's go for ado. If you're probably wanting to spend two days, it's a Tuesday. Happy Pi Day, everybody. If you're not, if you ever take your math in, in school, you know, the formula of pi, 3.141 pi, 9, so on. The most incoherent ratio of the circumference of a circle. So happy Pi Day. Hope you enjoy with pi. I know a lot of schools are suffering as well. A little thirsty, so happy Pi Day. Um, as I know, the Oscars were on this past weekend. Um, um, on TikTok, I kept seeing a lot of like Oscar coverage and some big names that I'm taking home the Oscar, and it was really great based on what the reviews were. It was the 95th Oscars, and and a lot of people were nominated in different categories. It was like a diverse category nominations so i'm gonna go ahead and read you the list if you haven't seen the oscars or just saw the tiktok videos just the reactions of the people that got picked you know congratulations to the nominees as well and um we'll go ahead and do that and let's go ahead and start with the first category which was let's go ahead and pull it up here we're gonna go through everything to give everybody credit because i don't think they did they did all the awards so let's go ahead and i'll read the nominees and who ended up winning it I haven't seen most of these films, so hopefully the ones you saw um, were the ones. So the first one was Best Sound, and the nominees were Top Gun Maverick um, by James Mather, Chris Burnham, Al Nelson, and then Elvis was also nominated for my featuring by created by Wayne Pawsley, Andy Nelson, and All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, and The Batman. And of course, I've seen two of those films. I know my parents saw Elvis. They said they enjoy it, which I still got a chance to see that itself. But I end up seeing Avatar: The Way of Water. And just to know, <laughs> I'm still kind of. Uh, I enjoyed The Batman very much. That was more like a detective story. And Top Gun Maverick end up taking it for best sales. Congratulations to the crew of Top Gun Maverick. And next one was best production design. Nominees were All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar The Way of Water, Babylon, The Fablements, and Rick, and Elvis. And the winner was All Quiet on the Western Front. So congratulations to that crew as well. And then the best one, the next award was Best Film Editing, which the nominees were Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which I still got to see that film. I heard it's really well done. Elvis, Top Gun Maverick, The Banshees, Inishirin, or Tar. And the winner ended up becoming everyone, everything, everywhere, all at once. By Paul Rogers was the film editor. Congratulations to him. Best cost design. Romney's were Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Babylon, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. And Elvis. And the winner was Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Designed by Ruth Carter. Congratulations. Marvel won, a film, won an Oscar. And uh, don't get me wrong, those costumes were really badass in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. The next one were Best Makeup and Hairstyling. Um, nominees were The Whale, Elvis, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, All Quiet on the Western Front, and The Batman, and winner up being The Whale. And the makeup team were Adrian Moreau, Judy Shin, and Marie Bradley. So congratulations to the crew on The Whale. Congratulations to the team. Best Cinematography. All Quiet in the Western Front, Elvis, Empire of Light, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful, and Tar, winner was All Quiet in the Western Front, James Friend. And Best Animated Short Film, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, and Oscars Told Me The World Is Fake, My Year of Dicks, that's a 
Avengers title, Ice Merchants and the Flying Sailor. The winner was The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse by Charlie Maxey and Matthew Freud. Um, next one for Best Visual Effects. Avatar, The, La the Way of Water, All Quiet on Western Front, Top Gun Maverick, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and The Batman. Winner was Avatar, The Way of Water, Joe Letary, Richard Bonham, Eric Staden. Congratulations to them. It's all over last Saki. Take care of the rest of the categories to give her some time to cover this. So go ahead and take it away, Saki. All right. For best original screenplay, we had Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Fablemans, The Banshees of Inishirin, Triangle of Sadness, and Tar. And the winner was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Daniel Kwan, Daniel Schneider. Congratulations! And also, congrats to the nominees as well. I definitely need to see that movie. Next one was Best Documentary, Short Subject. The Elephant Whispers, Stranger at the Gate, All Out, The Martha Mitchell Effect, and How Do You Measure a Year? The winner was The Elephant Whispers by Gunny Manga and Karfiki Gonzalez. Congratulations! Next one, Best Adapted Screenplay. Women Talking, Last Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and All Quiet on the Western Front. And the winner was Women Talking by Sarah Pauly. Congratulations, Sarah Pauly. Next will be Live Action Short Film, An Irish Goodbye, Ivalu, The Red Suitcase, The Pupils, and Night Ride. And the winner was what was an Irish goodbye by Tom Berkeley and Ross White. Congratulations! So I'm gonna take it over to Fajai's to get the rest. Up to you, Fajai's. Thanks, Saki. Next one was um best documentary feature. We had um Navalny, All Beauty and the Bloodshed, All That Breathes, Fire Love, A House Made of Splinters, and the winner was Navalny. Odessa Ray, Daniel Rohrer, and Shane Boris. Definitely need to check out that documentary. Next would be Best Original Score. All Quiet on the Western Front, The Banshees and Innocent In, Babylon, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and The Fablements. I just seen Spielberg was getting nominated. For, that film was getting nominated. I definitely need to see that film as well. Uh, the winner was All Quiet on the Western Front by Volker Bertermann. So congratulations. Um, next one was Best Animated Feature. Guillermo de Toro's Pinocchio, The Sea Beast, Turning Red, Marcel the Show It Was Shoes On, and Puss in Boots The Last Wish, and where it was Guillermo de Toro's Pinocchio by Guillermo de Toro, Mark Gustafsson, Alexander Buckley. Congratulations. Felicidades, Guillermo de Toro. Felicidades. Ganastes. Great winner for there. Um, next one was Best Director. Best Director. Was Daniel was Daniel Kwan for everything everywhere all at once? Martin Mardano for the Banshees of Inisherin, Ruben Oslin for Triangle Sadness, Daniel Schneider for everything everywhere all at once, and Todd Field Tar and Steven Spielberg Feldman and the best director became an actual tie with Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schubert for winning for everything everywhere all at once. So let me change that over to Saki and she can read the rest of the categories. Thank you, Bajai. So the next one was Best Supporting Actress. 
we have Jamie Lee Curtis for everything, everywhere, all at once. Stephanie Sue for everything, ever, all at once. Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Kiri Condon for the Banshees of Inisherin. And Long Child for the Whale. And the winner was Jamie Lee Curtis for everything, ever, all at once. Congratulations. It's weird, it was her first Oscar, so congrats, and hopefully she plays Dr. Kuraha in the live action of One Piece, hopefully when they get a second season on Netflix, because she is a One Piece fan, especially a Chopper fan. So the next one was Best Supporting Actor. So we had T.Y. Kwan for Everything Ever All Once, Judd Hirsch for The Fatalmans, Brandon Gleason for the Banshees of Inishidin, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, and Barry Keohan for the Banshees of Inishidin. And the winner was T.Y. Kwan for Everything, Everywhere, All Was. Congratulations! First time he is nominated and he won. So congrats to him as well. Like this film is pretty much sweeping the Oscars franchise. So we'll get on to the next one. Best International Feature Film. All Quiet on the Western Front, Close, Argentina 1985, The Quiet Girl, and Eo. And the winner was All Quiet on the Western Front and Burger. So congratulations to the team for that film. And for next, Best Original Song was Not Too Not Too, Hold My Hand, This Is Life, Lift Me Up, and Applause. And the winner was not to not to by M.M. Pirivati and Sean Revelsmith. So interesting. It's a great song, apparently. Um, it was done in one of India's many languages. And congratulations to the composers and the artists. And for best actress, we had Michelle Yeoh for Everything Ever All At Once, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Andrea Riseborough to Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Ana de Armas for Blonde, and the winner was Michelle Yeoh for Everything Ever All Was. Congratulations! I believe this is her first Oscar, so this is great. Lots of diversity in these winners and categories. So moving on, we have Best Actor, which was Brandon Fraser for The Whale, Bill Nye for Living, Austin Butler for Elvis, Paula Ferrer for The Banshees and Inisherin, and Paul Mescal. And the winner was Brandon Fraser for The Whale. Oh my God! I'm great for him! He's having a career resurgence. And this is great for him because, you know, what, I'm not knowing his story. I'll give you the franchise to explain more today. Go right ahead, franchise. Thank you, Saki. Um, pretty much like she, what Saki was saying, yeah, it's uh, um, prayers for Brandon Fraser is a career resurgence for him because not knowing his story, how it took one individual to pretty much you know bash his reputation, get him blacklisted, and this filmmaker took a chance on him. You know, he was just doing bit parts, and he wasn't um, in that one show on HBO Max. Doom Patrol, and he wasn't doing films because he was like it to just television, and because of one bad person was having a negative influence, and pretty much, um, I got to see the whale. It's really interesting, and uh, just listening to his story, and uh, congratulations to him and 
he um played Quan because it's his research is back into the spotlight because you know you remember him from the Goonies and Temple of Doom. You forget he was also an Encino man. And just to see these two actors who were co-stars in Encino Man winning the biggest Oscars was a great thing for them. And just seeing the videos of, you know, them congratulating each other to they kept a friendship, you know. And it's like I said, it's a career comeback and a career resurgence for these guys. And congratulations to both of them. It's their first Oscars and the first time they're nominated. And, you know, it's great. Like like I said, this representation is really taking a toe for the podcast, uh, for the show. And it's kind of seeing that you had Jimmy Kimmel hosting it as well. So now with the final award, we have the for best picture was Everything Everywhere All At Once, The Banshees in the Shenan, The Failments, Avatar The Way of Water, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Women Talking, Triangle of Sadness, All Quiet in the West Front, and Elvis, and the winner was Everything Everywhere All At Once by Daniel Kwan, Daniel Steiner, and Jonathan Wang. So this was a very diverse Oscars. Um, and congratulations to the winners. Also, nominees as well for being nominated. Um, and it was great. You know, seeing the TikTok, seeing how, you know, their speeches. I especially loved um, Ki Huai Kwan. Um, his um, acceptance speech was great. And how you should never give up on your dreams. And, you know, work hard towards them. And... That really for me is because my dream is to make this podcast successful, and you know, I'm doing that now. Maybe five years of doing the podcast and talking and sharing stuff with you guys has been great. And now trying to take this podcast to level by introducing a kind of like a digital virtual co-host with Saki, and you know, trying to give you guys more better content. So thank you so much for that speech. Definitely check out his speech on TikTok if you haven't checked out his speech. And like I said, check out those films. Check out the nominated films as well. Uh, definitely need to check out everything everywhere all at once. I've seen so many trailers for it. Never took a chance to go see in the theaters, but hopefully once available in digital streaming, I'm going to watch it and probably give a critique later on and, and see why it won the uh, so many awards and how they almost swept the whole Oscars. So thank you so much to the Oscars for, with the change up and everything and being about the industry and being more diverse, not being whitewashed. So, thank you so much. So, like I said, I'm definitely going to start paying attention to the Oscars, paying attention to the films more. Um, so, now I'm going to give up some video game news. I'm going to give it to Saki to actually explain to you what is going on because apparently there's been something going on with PlayStation. So, Saki, go ahead and take it away. Thank you, Pot Guys. Okay, so pretty much what's going on, Um, there's been rumors that PlayStation might be developing the pro model of the PlayStation 5. Um, right now, we found this article at comicbook.com slash gaming. Article's written by Tanner Gidman, and pretty much is saying that with some rumors that a PlayStation Pro is supposedly in development with a release window of late 2024, as the report suggested. In time game, we shared at least report by Sony's PS5 Pro plans this week. Reports of the PS5 with a detachable disk drive have been circulating since late last year, with that console's voice and metrics solution for cutting down on production and shipping costs. People assume at the time that a new console might be the PS5 Pro, but sorts given that it'll be the third PS5 model released following the digital edition and the one under this drive, but apparently that's not the Pro. The Pro will supposedly be out late next year. So according to the Twitter, it looks like you got some Twitter reports. A patent was filed by PS5 architect and NAC creator Mark 
30, it mentions system method for accelerated ray tracing and system and method for accelerated ray tracing with asynchronous operation array transformation. Looks like some diagrams is there as well. So we might get a PS5 Pro late next year. So hopefully now that PS5s are more available, you have a chance to play some games, especially God of War, Ragnarok. So definitely check that out. Um, like I said, if you want to save up, definitely check that out. But it looks like it might be that PS4 games might be game phased out with the PS5 Pro in the works. So we have to wait and see. Um, other than that, that's pretty much what I got for the PS5 Pro. But definitely check out God of War Ragnarok PS5. Horizon Forbidden West and other PS5 games. So, Fontrage, back to you. Thank you, Saki. Thank you so much. Um, one thing I did find to talk about is like ridiculous news. I decided to pull this up on my phone. Um, I was going to like, I wanted to give a segment where news is kind of ridiculous. And this is something I found, which is weird. Um, let me pull it up. I pulled it up from Yahoo. So, let me pull it up here. And it says here, this is from a Yahoo article by Kevith Nehemiah. And it says, this is from like two days ago. <laughs> if I found it, it's like the most ridiculous thing. It says, man sues Buffalo Wild Wings because it says his bonus wings are actually chicken nuggets. Um, and the highlights of it is that this guy filed a live action lawsuit against all uh, buffalo wings claiming that boneless wings are actually made of chicken breast and are closer copies of chicken nuggets than wings on i am Haim filed a lawsuit in the u.s district court for the northern district of illinois on friday chance what he calls the false and deceptive marking and advertising of buffalo wild wings boneless wings according to court documents obtained insider of course has to be illinois has to be local this year Haim has also filed at least three other class action suits claiming that the natural label on tom's wicked fresh wild flesh and a high in fiber label Unkind granola are inaccurate and the hefty sugar labeled facts as recyclants because they're not recyclable. And it gets dismissed in August. So this guy apparently has a lot of like history going after these brands with false advertising. I guess this guy has nothing better to do and taking stuff to a more literal temptation. His lawsuit will focus more on the loss against Buffalo Wild Wings. Says also against Buffalo Wild Wings argues that the restaurant's bonus wings are not wings at all and are actually made from slices of deep fried chicken breast meat. It says here, the document says indeed the products are more akin in composition to a chicken nugget rather than a chicken wing. The document states. Lasso said that boneless wings is misleading and because it implies to the consumer the product that a chicken wing has definitely been deboned. It says here, the clear cut case of false advertising should not be permitted as consumers should be able to rely on the plain meaning of a product's name. We'll see what the process says. And said, of course, Buffalo Wild Wings introduced bonus wings in 2003 and updated recipe 2.19, saying the press release that it sold nearly 100 million of them this year. Um, this is what Buffalo Wild Wings claims. It says the chicken in its first marinade and a blend of spices and coated savory bread. The company said the press release were over 30% less bread than before. Larger piece of marinade, white chicken packs, and more flavor bites. Menu Buffalo Wild Wings describes bonus wings as all white chicken. That's all you bread. Apparently... Lawsuit says Haim accused Buffalo Wings of recklessly labeling its product as boneless wings, while other companies like Papa John's sell a similar product they call carefully. They carefully call names like chicken poppers, Domino's themselves menu called boneless chicken, which the complaint says the labels on the meat as made from 100% whole white breast. Apparent lawsuit also says it appears links with Domino's Pizza and Papa John's. Also sell actual wings at a restaurant named Buffalo Wings should be just careful not more than how it makes its product. So, pretty much, um, yeah, so. 
you know, this guy either had a bad servant experience at Buffalo Wild Wings or just pretty much has nothing better to do. Maybe wants to get the attention, wants to get the publicity, but also want to get some money on the side. But this is something where it kind of similar to like the whole Pepsi thing with the Pepsi points. Have you ever seen the documentary, oh, Pepsi, where's my jet? It has that kind of comparison where, you know, where companies don't make disclaimers. This is something where you got to put in the fine print or where you go to the restaurant and say, hey, this is what we call a product. Because you got to think Buffalo Wild Wings, yeah, they're going to say boneless wings. Because the whole selling thing is for Buffalo Wild Wings is selling chicken wings. So basically, that's what it is. So you can say, oh, our wings are boneless, but they can compare them to uh, like chicken nuggets and poppers. But of course, chicken nuggets. Who owns the word chicken nuggets? I mean, you can go everywhere. You can go in fruits and food section. So it could be just to find avoid like, you know, consumer uh, confusion with like McDonald's or Wendy's. So they want to keep that whole confusion of the way. But dude, I understand your frustration for Buffalo Wild Wings. So come on. I find it ridiculous. This is why I found it as ridiculous news. So, yeah. <laughs> like I said, if I'm trying to get attention, or simply get a life, sorry, dude. But, might as well get a wing stop. <laughs> so, I'm going to do some anime news. And I want to give it up to Saki. I'm going to let her take care of it. So, let's go ahead and have her. Um, I'm probably going to go ahead and let her... I don't know what we are watching right now, so let's go ahead and um, talk about what's going on, what we're watching, what I recommend. So go ahead, Saki. Go ahead, um, tell her, um, tell everybody, um, pretty much what we are watching and why you and you why you should watch this anime. So go ahead, Saki. Pitch the first one we're watching on my anime list. Thank you, Panchai. So what we're watching is Yu Yu Hakusho, which is known as Yu Yu Hakusho Ghost Files. It pretty much came out in October 10th, 1992, and aired towards January 7th, 1995, on 112 episodes. Also, some OVAs as well, and some films. So, what the whole story is, it's actually created by the creator of Hunter x Hunter. So, right now, my anime list has an 8.4 out of 5, and right now, current ranks at 147. Right now on my amulet. So the premise is as follows. One fateful day, Yusuke Yurameshi, a 14-year-old delinquent with a dim future, gets a miraculous chance to turn all around when he throws himself in front of a moving car to save a young boy. His ultimate sacrifice is so out of character that the authorities of the spirit realm are not yet prepared to let him pass out. Koema, heir to the throne of the spirit realm, offers Yusuke an opportunity to regain his life through completion of a series of tasks. With the guidance of the dead guy Botan, he is the poor evil presence on Earth as a spirit infected. To help on his venture, Yusuke enlists ex-rival Kazuma Kuwabara and two demons, Hie and Kurama, who have criminal pasts. Together, they trade and battle against enemies who will threaten humanity and his very existence. And it says here, Yu Hakusho was voted as the second best anime of the year in 1993 and best anime year in 94, 95 at the Anime Anime Grand Prix. So right now we're 20 episodes in. Definitely recommend it. It's great. Enjoy like Supernatural, Marshalls, and kind of like the mythology of the story. And like I said, it's really fun. Uh, definitely watch it dub. Dub is not bad, but dub is hilarious. Demon dub the opening theme, which sounds really cool. Emily did a cover of it as well. 
So definitely you can check those in the fine style. And you want to see the creator of Hunter Harder's um, early work, read the manga as well before you can jump into Hunter Harder. So definitely check that out. You have to show, we'll have the final score once we complete all the episodes. So five tries, you can go ahead and take the next one. Thank you, Saki. Um, the next one we're currently watching is um, um, Danje Nidirewo Watamero wa Machi Geru Dairuka for Fukasho Yakusi Hen. Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in Dungeon 4 Part 2? Um, part 2 is pretty much um, pretty much the second part of it is when it kind of focuses on um, Ryu's past and flashbacks for her old familiar. And while, you know, Belle and the rest of the crew are exploring the deeper dungeons and to the point where, um, Belle and Lady Ryu get separated and kind of give her gives like kind of flashbacks to Ryu's time with the Australia Familia and what happened. Kind of gives you like an insight, um, how she ended up losing her Familia, how she was branded as you know being ostracized by the guild for taking revenge on her pre on her guild with the permission of the goddess. So it kind of dwells into Ryu's past. I kind of like that. It kind of shows more of her past and why she is now how her attitude was shifted and Belle trying his best once again try to get himself better improve himself while exploring deeper dungeons so check it out there's a few episodes left and it's supposed to end from this Saturday so definitely check out um, that air, that um, anime that's currently airing on High Dive um, you can check out Yu Hakusho airing on Crunchyroll as well or Hulu I believe that's on Hulu as well so definitely check out Yu Hakusho I'm uh, watching too um, is a Retsuko season two. We're rewatching because season five is out right now, so we're kind of rewatching. Um, so let me go ahead and have um, Saki talk about Retsuko for a bit. So Saki, take it away. Thank you, Fajai. So like we were saying, I'm watching a Retsuko season two because we finished season one because season five is available on Netflix. So if you're not familiar with Retsuko. It's created by Sanrio. It's an original anime. Um, it's comedy, anthropomorphic workplace. Um, it's 10 episodes. came out in 2019. Uh, it's the collaboration with Sanrio and Netflix. So basically the synopsis, Red Panda Redsco continues to work at her cyclic office job with the occasional stress vesting via death mail karaoke and a style. With the company over, you found friends Gory and Washimi, life is more enjoyable than ever before. But some new shakeups to her status quo threads add more stress to her life. At the office, new employee Nye seems like a fine addition to the company, yet when Resco is placed in charge of his training, she finds that beneath his steadfast dedication, B may pose a threat to the stability of the workplace. Meanwhile at home, Resco's mother pays an abrupt visit, fully attended having her daughter finally settle down and find a man. With this demise, she sets Redsko out for various marriage appointments, much to her chagrin. Now Redsko finds all the more reasons to head to the karaoke bar and unleash her furious diatribes. However, knowing that this will not truly solve her problems, she decides that to make more of a spontaneous choice to avoid her issues. And so Redsko finds herself set up upon another self-reflecting journey. Come to learn more about herself and love with the ever catharsis support of death metal karaoke. Thank you, Saki. Um, pretty much the show is like 7.74. Definitely check out Retsuko. I have a Retsuko pop. Saw Erica Menace is the voice actress for the English version. I actually got a chance to meet her last year. Had her sign my Retsuko uh, Funko Pop. So 
definitely love this show. I mean, to death, not only kind of like that cutesy uh, Sanrio style. I actually enjoy it. It's like a workplace comedy, so definitely check that out. All right. Those are the three anime spotlights. And now some anime news before we take off. Um, there's one called, there's one that's coming up soon that looks like it's coming up soon. They just released a first, like another teaser trailer for it. So Saki, go ahead and, exp and talk about that one. Thank you, Panchai. So this one is called The Girl I Like Forgot Her Glasses. This is from Anime News Network. They reported um article written by Chrislyn Hoskin. They revealed the first promo video, which is available on YouTube. Um, for match, the anime will star Masashiro Ito as Kaede Komura and Shion Wakayama as Aimee. Shizumu Kudo, chief director of the Masterful Cat, is pressed again today. Director of Pei Senral Nai is the chief director of Echo Hans, the Katsumasa Yogeme, who uh, Masterful is pressed again today, is directing the series. Uh, Kamazo Yanagi is writing the scripts. She goes to be the concept artist and many more staff. Um, Square Enix manga and books, they're releasing the manga in English, and this is a little premise for it, so it's from the article, fed to the article writer. Um, Komura starts his second year with a new seat made for the homeroom, the bespectacled Mie. Before long, he's nursing a raging crush on his quirky classmate who always forgetting her glasses. While this might be ideal for Kumara to get to know Mie better, will his poor heart give out from the daily strain of being up close and personal with the girl he likes. The manga itself was written by Fuji Fujichika. Watch the manga in Square Enix's Gaga Joker magazine in November 2018. Comic Fios also licensed the manga from Square Enix. It's recently in the English digitally. So definitely check out this anime when it's coming out soon. Look, this coming out July of 2023. So it'll be available at the summer, summer anime season. Another one I wanted to talk about too was Demon Slayer Sorcerer Village Arc Anime opens at number one in Mexico! Nice! So the screen took place on March 9. This article was written by Joanna Kayanan from Anime News Network. It says here on this article, and we quote, The official square call Mexican anime distributor Kunichiwa announced on Monday is a world tour Joe Kimetsu no Yaiba Jogen Shukitsu. Specific Rakanaki no Satoe, World's Tour screens of the Demon Slayer, the Upper Rain Scare, Armored Sword Village, the theatrical screens of the upcoming Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba Sword Village Art, also in Japanese known as Kimetsu no Yaiba Kananakaki no Satoe, television anime ranked number one in its opening weekend. The screening premiered on 759 screens across Mexico. The distributor did not release any box office figures, but several industry related square consoles have claimed that the film sold 682,000 tickets for an estimated 63.5 to 64.4 million pesos, which about equals to 3.35 to 3.4 million in its opening weekend. So far, the film in Japan opened at number one, it's selling 113,000 tickets and earning about one billion one hundred fifty-eight million seven hundred sixty-five thousand four hundred ten yen, which is which is equivalent to eight point seven five million dollars in the first three days. So that season is scheduled for later this year, but you can probably check out the episode when it comes out, April night. It's a one-hour special. I can't wait. We I know Five Tries read the whole manga. 
I know he is excited. I'm excited too. Definitely check out Demon Slayer's Curry. You can watch the episodes on Hulu and also on Crunchyroll. Definitely check it out. Prepare yourself as we're going to another arc of Demon Slayer. So that'll be it, right, Fanchise? I'll give it back to you to close out the show. Take it away. Thank you, Saki. So once again, that's it for this week. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, hope you guys enjoy Saki's introduction to the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy her. Um, as we are know that you are aware that I am working towards doing an audio reading of the Iliad and Odyssey. Um, I have Saki help out with some narration duties or maybe help her with reading some character parts. So if you want to see her narrate the story, please let me know on Twitter at potcoat 85 um, you can check out backlogged episodes on podcasters for Spotify. Also, itself on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fixed. Check out the merch store at talkpopculture.threadless.com. Check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash talkpop8520. If you want to be part of the show, want to be interviewed, talk about your pop culture obsessions, make sure to send us an email at talkpop8520 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us this week. So, Saki, go ahead, and I'm going to have you do the closing phrase for the show. So go ahead. Take it away, Saki. Thank you so much. So thank you guys for joining us. Make sure to check us out next week. As always, geek on and take care. Sayonara. Bye. See you, everyone. Goodbye. See everyone. So long. Farewell.